hoping that his presence will be here. Because we know his presence is here. We are standing right before the great I am. We are standing and worshipping in the presence of the ancient of days. And I just want to, you be reminded that he's a great God that we've standing before. He's a holy God. He's pure. He's perfect in every way. As we stand before him, in his presence, there is no sickness. In his presence, there is no disease. In his presence, there is no lack. In his presence, there is no need. In his presence, there is no pain. In his presence, there is no curse. And therefore, if this morning you are here and you're experiencing any of those things I just mentioned, just stand up and put your hands up. If you're experiencing pain of any sort in your body, Stand up and put your hands up. If you have any sickness, any disease, any impairment, stand up and put your hands up. It's a little bit. Okay? If you are suffering from depression, stand up and put your hands up. Every oppression that you're experiencing in your life, stand up and put your hand up. If you open your hand up, if you have all those things and you're still sitting, enjoy your burdens. Have fun with it. So, I want you to understand that all those things that you're standing up for and putting your hand for, that in the presence of the mighty God, they are illegal. It is illegal in the presence of God. You are the temple of the living God and what you have is illegal, should not be in you. That pain should not be in you or in you or anywhere near you. That sickness, that disease, that infirmity should not be anywhere near you. Because your promise in Christ, according to Psalm 91, it should not even come anywhere near your home. If you understand what I'm saying, say amen.
according to the laws of the Lord is it should not be anywhere near your tent let alone on your body so father in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus my Lord and Savior who died for me and disrobed and disarmed the powers of darkness and who took upon him all power and authority and he inferred the same power and authority upon me in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the Messiah I bind every spirit of infirmity I bind every spirit of sickness and disease you spirit of infirmity I speak to you in the name of Jesus let go of that temple you've been oppressing I command you spirit of disease get out I command that chronic pain in the name of Jesus to leave your back to leave your neck to leave your ears to leave your legs to leave your body I command that pain I command those migraine headaches to leave Father all across this room in the name of Jesus I bind that demon of sickness and command it to come out spirit of infirmity I command you in the name of Jesus to come out you come out of the people you leave the temples of the living God and father in the name of Jesus I bind the spirit of luck and I loose it off your life in the name of Jesus I bind the spirit of debt the spirit of poverty and death I command it to live off your people get off God's people get off God's temple get off God's children God off God's sons and daughters in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus just keep your hands raised and father I just pray that you release the spirit of restoration you release the spirit of salvation you release the spirit of sozo that they'll be made whole in their bodies they'll be made whole in their spirits they'll be made whole in their souls I take authority over that spirit of stomach issues. You might have stomach issues. I bind that and I rebuke that spirit out of you in the name of Jesus. I bind and rebuke every spirit of impairment. Whether it be sight impairment, I rebuke that spirit and cast it out of you. Whether it's a spirit of hearing impairment, I bind that spirit and cast it out of you.
If you had been experiencing all those things, as you're standing in his presence, can you begin to move? Check your body, check yourself. Where you had pain, check. Whether it was the legs and whatever that was, just check it. Just check it. Because the presence and the glory of the Lord is here now, today. Test yourself, test yourself. And those, if you're experiencing it's a heaviness over you, like you have this dark shroud over you, just put your hands up. You got this dark shroud over your, 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 over your life. You're experiencing this dark shroud. Actually, those of you experiencing the spirit, that dark shroud, just come up here. Just come, just, just come to the front. If you have this dark shroud over you. Yeah, I can come over here. If you have this dark shroud over you. See, guys, when the Lord is here, he just wants to set you free. He wants to release you. Because that dark shroud you're experiencing is an assignment of the enemy against you. Because for as long as that shroud is over you, you cannot see what the Father is doing. You cannot hear what the Father is saying to you. He just wants to lift it off you. In the name of Jesus. Are you here? Be here. Those of us behind, can we just be praying in the spirit? Praying tongues. It's not a holiday. It's not a holiday. Sharaba. Seketereba. Shendereba. Shenderebaba. Senderiababa. Shandariamama. Seketerebaba. Shenteriaba. Sheteba Senteriaba. Shentereba Santariaba. Riakama Shenteriaba. Shenteriaba. Shakatarababa. Senteriaba. Seketerebaba. Shenterebaba. 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 Thank you, Lord. Just stand behind. Just stand behind. Sharaba, Seketereba, Shantar, Shantar. Father, I just want to thank you for your sons and daughters. That they too carry the promise of Abraham. That they have been born again into the everlasting covenant where you promise that you will be in them. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over that spirit, over their lives. I bind that spirit and I command it, be gone. Go, in Jesus' name. Be gone, be gone, be gone.
I break its hold. I break its hold over you. I break its hold. I break its power over your life. I break that heaviness. I release you. I set you free. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Daughter of the living God, you are free. You are free. You are free in your heart. You are free in your spirit. You are free in your mind. Father, thank you for clarity of, of mind. Freedom comes upon you. Freedom comes upon you. And Holy Spirit, I ask, give her now a fresh touch. Fill her up. 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 Father, in the name of Jesus, I bring your son before you. He's a child of the covenant, and in the name of Jesus, I take authority against that spirit of the, the assignment over his life. I bind the spirit of depression. I bind the spirit of oppression. I set you free. I release and I command it just to leave. Just to leave your body. To leave your mind. Leave your mind. Leave your spirit. Father, I thank you that you break and you loose every legal authority. You break and loose every legal way. You seal every legal way. You seal every legal way by the power of the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you release a spirit of victory. You release a spirit of power. You release a spirit of might. In the name of Jesus. Release a spirit of might. Release a spirit of might. Release a spirit of power. In the name of Jesus. Shandara. Sekaterebaba. Sleeve in Jesus' name. Sleeve. Let go. Let go. In the name of Jesus. Loose. 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 Get off him, devil, and never come back. Get off him. Just loosen. off father you break it off spirit of loss you break it off spirit of loss spirit of loss 
spirit of loss, be gone. I break the spirit of loss of your life. Every loss will be refilled. Every loss will be repaid. Every loss repaid. Every loss repaid. Every loss repaid. Every loss repaid. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, I just ask, let your spirit rest upon your son. Let your spirit rest upon her. 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 In the name of Jesus. Okay. Father, shake it out of her. In the name of Jesus. Shake it out. 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 In the name of Jesus. The power of the Holy Spirit. I command every assignment broken. I command, disarm every inroads of the powers of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over every spirit of oppression. Comes off your mind, leaves your mind, leaves your spirit. I break off and command the spirit of oppression. Leave! In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Offer, offer, offer. Loose, loose. Lusa, Lusa, Lusa.
You can see it if you can. When we're praying, when we're praying through the pain and now, uh, is anybody that had pain or had a thing and that you feel the spirit of the Lord was on you or you're experiencing release from the pain you are having? Anybody? You want something in you? Just, you want to just come up front? What was happening? Well, I was been feeling incredibly heavy all week um, and extremely stressed so that I could barely get off my bed this morning. So we're late. Um, but I came and, yeah, I definitely just feel this lightness and a refocusing on Jesus now. So the thing is lifted off you. That's cool. Father, thank you. Freedom. Total freedom. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Let it lift off and let your spirit rest upon her in power and glory. And Lord, just release her from every oppression in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a shout of praise. Wow. Mary, what was happening? I wasn't going to come this morning. <laughs> I sent a text to Joe because I was just so blocked up in my nose. It's still a bit blocked up. But there are other things that have been happening as well. Anyhow, before I came up here, <laughs> I was writing this and I wrote, I can't read it. <laughs> okay. As my pastors and elders have stood beside me and have stood beside and behind me, covering me in prayer and love, so I must be to my family. How do I get to that? Pastors and elders have stood beside and behind me, covering me in prayer and love, so I must be to my family and everyone, no longer being a victim, but standing, living and operating victory, the victory given me by my God. And Heavenly Father, as my physical body is cleared of rubbish, so is my spiritual being cleared of all blockages. Thank you, Father. So, that's awesome. Your nose is still blocked, right? <laughs> is that the thing or just, is that the crying or because it's nothing? Oh, it's just the crying. That's cool. Oh, Father, thank you. And I just pray that you completely and totally clear her nose. What are they called? Nostrils. Nostrils in Jesus' name. Okay, close your mouth and through your nose. How is, how is it feeling? Pretty good. Yeah. Father, thank you for the healing. In Jesus' name, let's give the Lord a shout of praise. Yeah. He's a good father, isn't he? He's a good father. There we go. Give us a high five. We've got to do a high five on that. That's awesome. Yes, Jeffrey. When you were uh, praying about the spirit of in infirmity, I felt something pop in this left ear. Yes. And my ears have been popping since. So, yeah. like, sometimes they pop, but not like this. Yeah. You yes, know, Lord. so. Yes, Lord. Uh, just, yeah, glory, man. Woo. 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 Yes. So, yes, is, it, is, is that the, yes. the Cephas yes. thing? Yes. 
is it how does that feel because you know the cool thing oh when i woke up this morning i had incredible pain in my ear and i knew i do not have those issues so i came fully believing for god to heal yeah. somebody's ear this morning so that's cool father thank you yeah. for the ears we just command that spirit of infirmity that spirit yeah. of deafness to come out yeah. command you out and never retain father i thank you that you restore yeah. complete hearing in both ears and that surface infection never retain you clear up his ears in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. It's cool. How does that feel, man? Okay. Is it like still popping, blocked, or how exactly does that feel? It feels much better. Yeah. We're not settling for much better today. We want all the way. So what's much better? Yeah. At least 75% better. Father, thank you that you've done the 75. Thank you for the 25%. You little demon that is clinging on, come out in Jesus' name. And Father, just ask that whatever damage has been caused. Nikita. How's your hearing? Is it, is, is it still the same? Come tell us again. Come, 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 come. tell us again. I want to hear that. Some of you may not have heard this. <laughs> Share with Jeffrey what happened. And everybody else is here. I had a um, hole in my eardrum and infection behind it that wasn't moving for about a month. And Charles prayed for me, and my ears popped, and I've been able to hear and had no pain since. Whoa. Now, you know, the cool thing about when you receive something, yes. that means you've had a breakthrough in that area, and there is an anointing on your life. So, all people with ear issues, come here, and Akira is going to pray yes, for you. Come on, come on. Ear issues. Yes. See, you don't have to yes. do anything spiritual. Just tell them to Woo. open up in Jesus' yes. name. Yes. Shine that up. Come on, Jackie. Give us that little... Yes, Lord. Just keep it sweet in the background yes, there. Yes, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus.
Mulonje. Nakira prayed for. Yes. What's happening? Oh, I can hear. Just oh, hold this chair. Jesus, Jesus. But say, what was happening before? Well, before I, I couldn't hear my voice on the inside. Jesus. And uh, I know when I first got my hearing aids, I could actually hear myself on the inside. Yeah. And I couldn't sing before that because wow. I was scared I was going out of tune. Yeah, when I had the hearing aids put in, I could hear my voice on the inside and I could start wow. to sing and play my guitar again. And now I can hear my voice my voice now on the inside yeah. without hearing aids in. Yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> Come on guys, stand up for a bit. Would it be okay if we just worship Jesus in tongues for 50 seconds and thank him for what he's doing? Shara baba mama baba 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 secretary baba baba mama 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 baba 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 Shendere baba 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 Father we worship you We give you all the glory Jesus We give you all the praise Jesus because you are the one that heals your sons. You are the one that heals your daughters. You are the healer, Jesus. Only you, Jesus, are the healer. Only you, Jesus, are the savior. Only you, Jesus, are the restorer. Only you, Jesus, are the miracle-working God. Father, this morning we honor you for every person that you set free emotionally, mentally, spiritually. We thank you for every person that you set free from every pain. And Father, we thank you even for restoring Jen's hearing. In Jesus' name, we give you all the praise. Let's give you Jesus. Let's give Jesus a mic hand of praise. Amen. We call forth the worship. Let it break out. Let it break out. Let it break out. Let it hear the realms of heaven, the sounds of heaven. Lord, we release the instruments. We release the sound of heaven. Let it explode from within a spirit. Let it explode. <laughs> Amen. Thanks, Jen. Yeah, give us a high five there. That's awesome, man. I've never been so proud of Jesus. <laughs> Was there other people that you had pain and you felt the Lord set you free? Yeah, let's hear it. It's always important to testify when the Lord does something for you. This is from a few weeks ago when I stood up and said I had a healing in the stomach. Yes. And I was due to go for an endoscopy and a colonoscopy. And when I went in for that a week or so later, they took a biopsy from the stomach and sent it away. And I had to wait two weeks for that to come back. So I went to the doctor on Monday. I had to battle against fear, I'll be honest, but I really tucked into God and uh, I was in a good place in it all. 
When I went to the doctor on Monday, I particularly asked about that, and she said it's all clear. Who was here two weeks ago when she, the Lord touched her stomach? Anybody was here, remember that? Three weeks ago. And how do you feel in your stomach today? Whoopee. (laughs) Oh, my tummy's good. Tummy's good. No problem in the last Uh, It's a bit touchy. Sometimes. Father, thank you. Thank you, Father. There is nothing else and there would never be anything else. Uh, give the Lord a shout of praise. You guys remember Charles prayed for me last week and I was jumping up and down and saying it was healed. This remember week. we prayed for him because the Lord loves for him to, pray, to play tennis. Remember that? That the Lord wanted to hear him so he can play tennis. Let's hear it. So I played tennis this week. I have played better than I've ever played. I was running all over the place. And they said, how do you, you know, you... We're all pretty old there, and I was running all around in circles, and people were saying, what about, yeah, yeah, because I've been away for four weeks, not been able to play, and these people who aren't Christians were asking, you know, what about your leg? I said, it's completely healed. They prayed for me last Sunday, and it's better than it was. So praise God. Ever. Wow. That's just awesome. Okay, let's be seated. Oh, yes, yes, let's get up. I was, um, when we come in one of the earlier songs, um, I have a lot of trouble lifting my arms up straight, and I just felt an overwhelming experience, and then the next thing was like, I could just put my arms up with no, no pain, no pain. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just completely gone and never come back. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Wow. Come on, guys. Yeah. Let's just give God another round of a praise. Yes! Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I just walked in this morning and just caught my healing completely straight on the door, on my back. Um, I had a footy game and got badly injured, and it's really hard for me to get out of my couch. I, I, was, I slept on my couch for like a whole week. And I came yesterday to visit Rex and Nakiri, and I told Rex last night and said, bro, it's really hard for me to get out of the bed and stuff. And just got in this morning, got my healing. It's amazing. So, so you're saying you had pain in the... <laughs> you couldn't do this before. Thank you for your son. That you'd show heal and love to him so much. That you'd touch him. You know, bro, he just doesn't want to use to heal your back. He wants to preach his word through you. He wants to use you. Because his spirit is upon you. And I can see there is a calling on your life. There is a call and a great destiny on your life. He just did this 
it's a big thing, but to him it's a little thing. The main thing is what he wants to do in your heart. The main thing is places he wants to take you. The main thing is the power and the anointing. You can even feel that, that is coming upon you. Because he's put a spirit of a lion upon you because he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's anointing you to preach the gospel with power. He's anointing you to preach the gospel without compromise or apology. He's raising you up to be a voice that will cry out to prepare the way of the Lord. Father, thank you for the spirit of burning. Thank you for the spirit of burning. Shara Baba. Come on, where are the catchers? Spirit of burning. Spirit of burning. Fire! Raka sender Baba. Rama. Jeffrey, soak him. Shake him. Secretary Baba. Shara. Pog and I borrow that. Share him. Send him. Have you guys have had enough of miracles? I'm just beginning. Because <laughs> it's just great. Far, 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 far. Greater more. And taking a disclaimer here, what I want us to understand, this has got nothing to do with us. It's got everything to do with him. I've heard Heidi Baker for many years say a statement that just never made much sense to me on a personal level until now. That our little tiny mini bitty of us in the hands of a great God can do mighty things. Okay? The little mini bitty tiny you, the little mini mini tiny bit of me in the hands of a great God can do mighty things. And I believe what the Father is inviting us to is to be little tiny people that will be yielded in the hands of a great God. I don't know how to do that. I'm just figuring it out as I go. Uh, just figuring it out as I go. So you guys be part of the fun wagon and say, yeah, we don't know how to do this, but Lord, we just choose to yield in your hands that we might be little instruments in your hands that you could use. And when we choose to be completely yielded before him, it will offend religious people, but who cares about them? 
people will come here and we'll be offended. And we just have to be bored to say, dudes, we're not going to change for you. There's several other churches you can choose to go to. Amen. <laughs> because what we want is just to choose to be totally and completely yielded to him every day. Yeah, you want to get up. Sure. <laughs> I used to have that little iPad thingy. Oh. It's that. Okay. I just want to take a few moments and share a few things with you guys. Is that okay? And then if you didn't get your healing, you didn't get your miracle, or you had something you're hoping to get and you didn't get it, when I finish talking, we're going to pray and believe God that you get some too. Right? Anybody hanging out for getting some? Okay, it's an appointment that I'm arranging between you and Jesus. Okay, I'm going to read a passage of scripture that in time past I've shared with you before, but it will be from uh, a very somewhat different light. Okay, are you paying attention? Are we? Okay, let's listen because it will be quick and fast. Because honestly, you know what the father told me this morning? I came to church excited today. You know why? Jesus said, my father is always doing what? My father is always working. Okay? What is the father always doing? Working. And when I got up to this morning, he said, Charles, who is working? The father. Okay? Who is working? Who is working? Who's working? The father is going where? The father is going where? Who's working? So what he said to this morning to me, he says, Charles, today is take your kids there to work. Is take your kid to work day. So if the father is always working and he's going to work, and today he was taking me along to work. <laughs> so I was so excited because I knew if the father is taking the kids to work, for the first time the kids get to see what the father do and be a part of what the father does at work. How is that? And I'm saying, Lord, thank you that there is no just a set take a kid to their work every day. His father, your father wants to take his kids to work. You don't understand what this means to me. I used to do the work by myself, and then I stopped doing the work. When did I stop doing the work? When I had an encounter and a revelation of the father's love. Okay, 
You understand this? Okay? So for the last, I think, many 10 years of my life, my life has been more galvanized along the thing of experiencing and knowing my dad. That he's a good dad. He's a loving dad. He's a compassionate dad. He's a caring dad. He's a faithful dad. He's a providing dad. His love is all-encompassing, and his love is not uh, conditional. So from a perspective and a place of a child, I'm knowing a father as a good, awesome, loving, caring father that he is. And then I had a, an understanding that a lot of us kids know our father by who he is at home, but we do not really understand who he is at work. Okay? So at home I know he's loving, he's kind, he's compassionate, his love is without limits. I know he provides, I know all the incredible, awesome things that my father is. The servants, however, they spend all their days with him at the office. So the servants understand what my father does at work. The servants understand how important my father is at work. The servants understand just how a big boss my father is at work. As a son, oh, I know, his dad. And I was thinking, just like Nicole, her kids know she's a midwife. But more they understand about her, his mom, she's nice, she's cute, and uh, she's all hip and all sorts. Because it's, that's their understanding and the revelation they have about their mom, about the everyday life they do with her. But when you meet the midwives at Kabucha, she's in newspapers at Kabucha. Did you know that? She's like the guru midwife of the year. She's like all big and important over there. And what she does over there, we don't know. She does amazing things. I've heard that every now and then she orders everybody in her office, push, push, push. And when they push, Amazing things happen to them. <laughs> and most of the time she orders them to push. They went to the hospital by themselves. They come back two or three. They multiply when she commands push. <laughs> you see, bah, her kids have never seen her in that environment, so do not appreciate value or even have the discernment to embrace her in that capacity and role. So in the last 10 years of discovering my father's heart, I'm knowing my father from a place of intimacy. I'm knowing my father from a place of fellowship. I'm knowing my father from a place of love. I'm knowing my father from a place of provision. I'm knowing my father from a place of
place of comfort. I'm knowing my father from a place of faithfulness. And the day he says, Charles, today I'm going to take with you, you with me to work. I get to discover a different old dimension and peripheral of the great wonders of my father. And you get to understand that, wow, my father is the boss and I didn't know it. My father can pour parties and I didn't know it. I knew he could love you to life. But until I went to his office and I saw him popping ears, then that's when he brings another dimension of revelation and understanding. And as he's been telling me this for weeks, I've been saying, so Father, why didn't we do this to start with? You know what he said? No, 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 no. My work must be founded on my love. When we are confident with who we are in him at home, then we are in a place where we've got a stronger footing to handle who he is at the office. Because the servants who work with him day in and day out, they are like the rest of Israel, whom the Bible says, or Moses makes a distinction that, Father, you showed Israel your, your hand, but you showed me your ways. Why is this important? You can see the works of the Lord that will never transform you or change your life one bit. Are you understanding? And this is why the whole congregation of Israel, every day, there was not a day for 40 years that they did not witness the outstretched power of the living God and they still made a golden calf. How weird is that? Even when they are saying, this Moses is gone up the mountain. We don't even know if he's going to come. What was above them by day? The pillar of cloud and by night, the pillar of fire. And they could still see the fire of the living God and still go make a golden calf. You can experience his power. It never changes your life. It never transforms you. The man called Judas Iscariot for three years. He walked with Jesus. When Lazarus rose from the dead, he was there. When he fed the 4,000, he was there. He even helped pass the fish round. When Jesus fed the 5,000, he was there. When he healed the centurion servant, he was there. When the Phoenician woman came, he was there. When he raised Jairus' daughter, he was there. Every miracle Jesus performed, he was there. 
He saw the power of the living God. But that did not change him. And this is why the Bible says it is not by power. Power will never change you. How is it we go to conferences and crusades and revivals and get zapped by the power of God? We flop like a fish and we get up and still go get drunk. The power doesn't change us. These people lived and walked with Jesus for three years. They saw most incredible miracles. I know in my life, most of us have done, I've said this, if only I could have been alive 2,000 years ago when Jesus walked the streets of Jerusalem. Ever wondered? Let me tell you, the people that were alive 2,000 years ago, when Jesus walked through the street of Jerusalem, cried out, crucify him. What shall I do with Jesus, the king of the Jews, the one that raised Lazarus from the dead? And they said, crucify him. What shall I do with Jesus that healed the sick? Crucify him. They were there. But every encounter they had with Jesus for three years never touched them, never transformed them. You could look at the mountain of transfiguration. Peter, James, and John witnessed the most incredible thing in human history where the Son of God before their very eyes literally become transfigured that his whole body become transparent, clear like crystal, that the light could even shine through him. They saw that. They saw that. And they saw Moses. They saw Elijah turn up. They witnessed something creation had never seen. And hours later, Peter says, I've never seen this man before. I don't know him. Aren't you one of the 12? I don't know this guy. 12 disciples walked with him. And when he hung on the cross, what did they do? They went fishing. What a bunch of mates. When their friend hung on the cross, they went fishing. They all, every one of them disowned him. Every one of them distanced themselves from him. Now, here's an incredible thing that should give you hope. Jesus walked with them for three 
Yes. What did I say? What did we say? Jesus walked with them for three years. What did he do? Walked with them. So that means, what does that mean for him? He decided to do something far greater than walking with you. He decided to walk in you. When he walked with them, when they went to the toilet, they were on their own. When he walks in you, when you go to the toilet, he's with you. Don't lose the message in the illustration. Are you understanding something incredible here? Because for as long as he walked with them, he was very limited at when and which places he could be with them. He was very limited at what times he could be with them. He was very limited in which places he could be with them. And this is why he said, it is important that I go, because unless I go, the spirit of truth would not come. And when the spirit of truth, when he comes, he'll be with you to the end of the age. I'm sending a comforter and a witness to you who will abide with you, who will never leave you nor forsake you, who will be with you day in, day out, a comforter and a witness in you that will never depart from you. And now, that is incredibly awesome. And the day when the spirit of truth came upon them. Peter was transformed to be from a timid fisherman who's denying Jesus before a little girl to the one that will stand up and say, the same Jesus whom you crucified and rejected, God has raised him up to be a chief cornerstone. Because when he's in you, he gives you power and boldness that he never could when he was with you. Because when Jesus was with them, he was limited. Now when Jesus is in you, he's unlimited. When Jesus is in you, he's got no boundaries. When Jesus is in you, He's got no parameters. When Jesus is in you, like we were saying the other day, that he pours upon you a spirit without measure. What I'm trying to say to you, Jackie Horn, that there is more power in you than Elijah, Elisha, and every other prophet you've ever read about in the Old Testament. There's more power in you than in Elijah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Isaiah, 
Micah puts together. Do you understand that? Mother? Mother? The spirit of the Lord was never in Ezekiel. The spirit of the Lord was never in Jeremiah. The spirit of the Lord was never in Elisha. The spirit of the Lord was never in Elijah. He occasionally came upon them. And whenever he would come upon them, he would leave as suddenly as he came upon them. Now, if you can see what the Spirit of the Lord was able to do with people that he would temporarily come upon, how much far can he do with people that he comes to dwell in? Does anybody understand that? see, the incredible thing only, not only is he in you, he's also upon you. And then he is also with you. The actual Hebrew translation of double portion is triple portion. It's a triple portion. It is a spirit with you, the spirit in you, and the spirit upon you. And every person you know of in the Old Testament only had one measure, the spirit upon them. You understand that, Lord? Nah. Such wonders are too vast and too marvelous for us to understand. So if there was ever a miracle performing contest between you and Elijah by right, he should run circles around him. Because he's got nothing on you. Okay, let's break it down this way. Which one of the mighty prophets do you know who ever said Jesus is in my heart? Which one of the great patriarchs you want to be like ever said Jesus is in my heart? None. Why? Because he was never in any of them. And for you to start to hear Jesus say, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And then we take it so lightly and so simply. And everybody from the grave in Jerusalem says, you dummies. If only we had what you are having. Because what is released upon you is something from the foundation of creation. 
This is what the Bible says. That which no eye has seen, no ear has heard. Is what the Father has chosen to release unto Paul upon you. And then we walk around like the biggest sissies and sooks that ever existed on the planet of the earth. What's wrong with these people? Ah, oh, they offended me. Oh, they said things about me. Oh, they hurt me. Come on, shut up and get up and be who you were born to be. Quit the whining. Because the Spirit of the Lord is in you and is upon you. Sorry, that wasn't even my message. I didn't even get my message. I promise you, it was a good one. <laughs> so can I just sit with simplicity, draw your attention to one simple thing. Israel knew his works. The disciples knew his works. The 70 evangelists knew his works. The 4,000 people he fed knew his works. The 5,000 knew his works. The Roman centurion knew his works. Jairus knew his works. But they were never transformed and changed. It's up until we come to a place of a personal encounter with his ways, which is the person of the Holy Spirit in Christ Jesus, that we are transformed. And this is why the Father has been big in our community, releasing the foundation of knowing his works before he released his, releasing the foundation of his ways before he released their works. So when we see the works, none of us is confused and disillusioned about who did it. And none of us thinks it's important enough that they did stuff. And if that happened, we can all stand up and say, shut up, sit down, you didn't do anything, Jesus did it. Because for so long, it's always bothered me. How come people that walked in the greatest power and anointing of the Holy Spirit were the biggest stuff-ups? I don't mean people that were wrong. They're the people that greatly stuffed up. And their ministries came to shameful Ains. Because they served God in the spirit of a servant that followed him to work, never in the spirit of sonship that followed him home. Right? Does that make sense? 
How come is it we hear incredible people? I mean, if you're going to talk about tossing up signs and wonders, I don't know how many people can beat William Branham. William Branham is a guy, when he's preaching like I'm preaching, the halo of the Holy Spirit will be over his head. And everybody, I don't know how many of them was actually listening to what he was saying, or they're just staring at the hell. How many? I mean, you look at anybody who's head of uh, what's his name? Is that George Jeffries? Anybody heard of George Jeffries? George Jeffries was one of these incredible revivalists that came out of the Welsh revival. He packed an incredible power of God, and his ministry only lasted, I think, from 1925 to 35, for a short period, and he disappeared, never to be heard of. This guy was very anointed, and when he was I mean, he just disappeared because of life and heart issues. And once upon a time, one young evangelist walking around the streets of London, and he noticed a a plaque on a door which says George Jeffries. And he just came from Bible college wondering, is he the George Jeffries that I was reading about and learning about at college? If he's the one, I got to go find out. And he knocks on the door and he says, does the man of God, George Jeffrey, live here? And the woman says, yes, go away. And then he says, he hears the voice coming down from the house and says, let the boy come in. And he laid hands on him and that's where the Reynard Bonkers ministry started from. Names after names. We have seen great servants. And every great servant we've seen, most of their ministry is marked by one thing. It does not have longevity. It does not run the whole stretch. It seems to fall short somewhere. It seems to end in disgrace somewhere. So for as long as we serve God as servants, we'll never take it through past to the place where we get to go home with the Father. Where did we say charity begins? Our home. And where does your father want you to begin? At home, in the father's house, in the embrace of the father's encounter. Can we all stand up? Here's what I believe and what I see the Father is doing and wants to do. 
For years we've been singing, he's raising an army. Well, that's one way of looking at it. What about if you raised a band of sons and daughters who really knew who they were because they understand who their father is? How about if he was raising a generation of sons and daughters who knew his love, understood his compassion, and carried his heart, but were also heirs to his office. We're also heirs and primed and raised to take over and to work in the Father's business. That there will be sons and daughters that will be way powerful at home will be way powerful at work because the full virtue and the very essence of who the Father and the mighty creator is permeates through their very being. That they begin to step out and to walk in the fullness of power and love. About 12 years ago, when I had my first encounter ever, when the Holy Spirit, the Father came to me and told, me, told us to go to do that thing in Canberra. One part that I've not been shared, never shared much, until now, as I'm beginning it to see form before my very eyes. He said to me, Charles, you go to Canberra. I will set a fire in your heart. It will be a fire of revival, of love, and fire. It is a combination of compassion and power. It will be the love and the fire. It will be the love and the fire. 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 And for some reason, in his own incredible wisdom, the last 10 years, he's only allowed me to walk through the love and not the fire. Never understood it. But if I had to make a choice, would it be the love and the fire? I'll still choose the love. I'll still choose the compassion. I'll still choose the grace. I'll still choose the mercy. But his promise was twofold. That there will be great fire of the Holy Spirit, but the underlining of it all, it will always be his love and his compassion. And he said, as I set you on fire, 
you will go through every town and the places of this nation and set people and regions and areas on fire. And it is on that promise, now why we're going to Wellington. Because it was one of the promises that he gave that as he begins to release the love and the fire, we are to take it and set everybody else. We are to be spiritual arsonists and touch this nation. Set it on fire and watch it burn for Jesus. Watch Parliament burn. Watch Sydney burn. Watch Canberra burn. Watch Melbourne burn. Watch Perth burn. Watch Tasmania burn. And then he said, and what he does in this nation, he's going to take it and use it in the South Pacific nations. That even as Australia has taken authority and leadership in the Pacific area, in governmental and natural area, the church now will rise up and take up responsibility and full apostolic oversight over the South Pacific. That it begins to make New Guinea burn, Indonesia burn, Fiji burn, all the South Pacific Islands burn, Southeast Asia burn. And for the last 10 years, I've been waiting for that. And I just personally feel very privileged that we can stand in here Sunday after Sunday and watch his spirit come down, watch people healed, watch people set free, watch people delivered, watch people released, and watch the flint and the spark of the Holy Ghost ignited in people's hearts. I will say, Lord, what a privilege. What a great sacrifice you made and what a great privilege for us to be a part of it. This is what he's promised. This is what he said to me in 1998. He said this to me, Jackie, in 1998. And the moment he told me that, I went to the citizenship and immigration office and took up Australian citizenship because I wanted to be the part of it. I wasn't going to stand in Australia and watch them take it. I'm becoming Australia. I'm becoming a part of it. And if you, the native-born Australians, will not stand up and take it, I'm taking it without you. I'm not going to let disbelief dissuade me. I'm not going to let critical and judgmental attitudes stand in the way of me experiencing the promise that I feel God is giving and releasing to this nation. Because you got to understand, it's not just for you.
It is for the Southeast Asia. It is for the Pacific. It is for the nations of the world. That in a very tiny nation, I know we Australians think of ourselves as a big country. God is not looking at your landmass, He's looking at the people. And when you look at it as uh, ethnos from that point of view, we are only 18 million of us. We are a tiny nation. Why would God want to use a tiny nation? Because we had, it's not by power or by might, but my spirit. Now what comes out of Australia, everybody would know. These guys cannot be having barbecue and drinking a beer and come out with this might revival. It must have been God. It must have been God. The last thing I want to say is that from the time of John the Baptist, from the time of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God has suffered violence. And now the violent take it by force. What that means is the promise that God is releasing to you, you're not going to take it lying down. You're not going to have it with a sausage sizzle. You're not going to have it with a beer in your hand. It will require you to stir up the mighty, of, the mighty man of war. It will require you to stir up the mighty man of war within you and take your place of dominion, power, and authority to dislodge every obstacle, dislodge every opposition, dislodge every power of the enemy. I'm pushing and pressing until the dry, wet wood in you catches a light. If you're feeling it, just lift your hands and just speak to God. You tell him that, Father, I'm choosing. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. I'm taking it in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you that you are such a good God. That you choose this nation. The nation that is literally at the bottom of the earth. That you'd place your promise of an end time revival. Even as you spoke those words many years ago through Smith Wigglesworth your servant, we call them into account in the name of Jesus. 
Father, right here, right now, the words that you spoke through Smith will not fall to the ground. Father, I'm hanging, I'm believing that the words that you've spoken to me are not going to fall to the ground. Because you're constantly watching the words of your servants, your word, to confirm it and to perform it. Father, from this day, we're not going to say revival is coming. We're going to say revival is here. Because the Spirit of the Lord is upon us and in us and with us. Father, I just ask that even in this house, you raise up revivalists. You raise up messengers that will speak your message with fire and power and love. You raise up a company of people that will declare the great works of the Lord without compromise or intimidation. That Father, you'd raise up a spirit of boldness like you did on the day of Pentecost. That your church would declare your gospel with much power and boldness. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We honor you, Lord. We glorify your name. We lift your name on high. We glorify you, mighty God. Come and be afresh upon us. Father, I pray that you burn afresh upon us. Release a fresh fire of the Holy Spirit. Release a fresh fire of your anointing. Release a fresh fire of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Father, release your anointing. Release your anointing. Release your anointing. Release your anointing. Father, I thank you that you say those that believe out of their bellies shall flow rivers of living waters. Father, I pray that let the rivers of living waters, Father, flow from every belly, flow from every heart. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Shara Baba. Secretaria Baba. Rivers of fire, rivers of fire, rivers of fire, 
rivers of fire, rivers of fire, rivers of fire. What a privilege, Father, that we could stand in the presence of the great Mary God. Shakatari Araba, Senderiaka, Shenderia, Mama, 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 Fire! Father, release the fire. Just put your hands up and receive the fire. Just put your hands up. Stay plugged in Jesus. Look into his face. Look upon him. Look upon him that was pierced for you. Look upon him that was hung for you. Look upon him that was crucified for you. Father, even as your sons and daughters raise their hands before you. Father, I ask. Release your spirit upon them. Just receive. Just receive. Reach out. Receive his anointing. Receive his anointing. Receive his fire. Receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Receive the baptism of love. Receive the baptism of fellowship. Receive that baptism of the Holy Spirit. Receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Receive the fire. Receive the fire. Let a fresh fire, let the fire of the Lord come afresh on you. Let the fire of the Lord come afresh on you. Let the fire of the Lord come afresh on you. In the name of Jesus, I declare every battle over your life one. I declare every battle over your life over, finished, sealed, closed, because greater is the one that is in you than the one that is out there. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you that you complete that which you've started upon and in your sons and daughters. In Jesus' name, as this mighty congregation says, Amen. I, gotta, I just want to pray for you, both you and Nicole, if that's all right. Charles, when you walk, first walked up on the stage here this morning, I didn't see Charles, our pastor, I seen this young lion who was right smack in the middle or the beginning of his uh, peak of life. Nicole, when I seen you last week, I seen you as this cup. As I looked at you, I seen this cup overflowing and it was flowing everywhere. There was no tap on this. It didn't know how to stop. But this morning, this morning I seen a trap of the enemy. And the trap of the enemy was for you guys, for both you, that you couldn't let this church hold you back from the call that the Father's got for you. And I see that. I see the, the very thing that the Lord gave you the most can be your weakness and that would be us. And the Lord, and I want to remind, I just want to hold it there, but this word's as much as for us as what it is for these guys. 
want to remind you of a word the Lord gave me and a prophecy for Charles. I asked, and it was the first time he walked into Pitt Road. And I asked Joe, I said, Joe, I've got a word for this young man. Are you okay if I prophesy him? And she handed me the mic and I walked over and I seen frustration and anxiety on him. And I said, Lord, what's it about? He said, and I asked him and I said the words because I knew it would possibly cause a reaction when I seen frustration and anxiety on him. But he looked at me and wanted to hear the rest of what the Lord was to say and it was... He was frustrated and anxious because the Lord hadn't given him his church yet. And I said to him, I said, Charles, it's not that you that's not ready. It's the church that wasn't ready. At that time, we didn't know that we were that church. Three months later, he comes and, bees and, and he is our pastor. I just want to remind you of that. This is, this is coming to us that there is a hunger and thirst on these guys but the Lord has given us a bit of a challenge here. It's for us to catch up with this. He's not going to let his right arm be longer than his left arm. I didn't know what they were going to share this morning, but I knew what the Lord had put in my heart over the last couple of weeks and what he represents. And I think he wants us to take note here. As I haven't given many warnings in the church, but there was a couple of weeks ago I blew the trumpet and I said it's a warning. And I'm saying this again here, guys. You know, let's catch up. Let's get on board with them. You know, we, are, we have let our circumstances dictate to us who we are. That's not who we are. We've let our finances dictate to us who we are. We've let our marriage problems or our lack of this dictate to who we are. We are not what our circumstances dictate to us. We are what he says we are. It's what he believes who we are, not our stuff. Let's let him... That stuff dictate to our circumstances who we are. Thank you.